phone lines. I'm Tony Thompson. Do you EBL? Senior Research Analyst at the Media Research Center, Bill Diagostino, is with me this morning to talk about how they just don't have brains, so they copy each other. It's the <laughs> alphabet soups talking the Dem talking points. They, they, it, it's so funny. They've been doing this since George W. Bush, haven't they, Bill? Oh, yeah, they absolutely have. Um, I mean, there was there was the whole scandal with the journal list, right, the uh-huh. uh, email uh, list that was going out that, of course, got exposed where they were all kind of passing them around and talking to each other. Um, it's just the, the sheer uh, intensity of how, how completely uniform they are this time was is, it's just getting kind of crazy. We're talking specifically about when they're when they're referring to Biden's impeachment or any kind of corruption. Uh, basically just defending his administration. And, of course, you remember that the Biden administration actually tried to instruct journalists, I think, what, three weeks ago now at this point, uh, on how to actually cover uh, Republican allegations of, of corruption by the Biden family. And and what did the media do? They reported that the Biden administration was doing that and then turned around and followed those instructions <laughs> the, while while telling us about them. They're puppets. They really are, and the strings are being pulled by. I don't. What are they scared of? What, I mean, did they really believe what they're? See, I could never go to journalist school and then come out of it and work for a place that told me this is what you have to say. I couldn't do that. Right, right. Well, I mean, I I think that the issue is is we're we're not seeing a lot of people like at least younger generation people going into journalism these days because they want to be the next Bob Woodward or something like that. Right. They, they're going in because they, yeah, they see it as, they see it as a place to affect political change. And it's, it's not so much about journalism. They, they want to be in on the train that takes us to the end of the line. You know, they want to be that guy. Right. Journalism is more just the tool that they've selected to enact their political ideology, and the political ideology is really what they think their work is. So, how do we stop this? I mean, what do we do? I know people should tune out, but the, but there aren't a lot of options other than talk radio. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I I think that the real key is learning how to discern the truth from the tidbits of information that they give you. And honestly, the most effective tool is is just mockery and and uh derision of of the media to to anybody who will listen uh it's it's a um rules for radicals kind of trick but it works it's that i think that their reputation needs to be damaged to the point that they either disappear and we replace it with something like the whole industry with something else or or they're forced to change their behavior because it's it's getting so absurd at this point that it something something kind of drastic needs to change. What's funny to me is they love to talk about talk radio and say it's gone deep red. You can't find a talk radio station that isn't deep red. And that drives them crazy because they want to own talk radio as well and they can't. That's right. That that is their big and if you read between the lines, that is absolutely what their complaint is. It's, it's that talk radio is, is the one kind of last bastion where things aren't, aren't in their domain. Uh, I mean, if, if their complaint was just about uh, so-called uniformity across talk radio, which there isn't, there are, there are a few 
very left-wing talk radio outlets as well. But if, if their complaint was about uniformity, then you would expect to occasionally hear them say, oh, and by the way, all cable and broadcast news aside from, say, Fox is, is, is very left-wing and deep blue, and we got to do something about that too. But of course, they never bring that up because they don't even want to acknowledge that there's, that there's a, uh, an ideological bias on any of the television news when there very much is. Yeah, and you've got about a two-minute thing I want to play here from the reporter's caught. It's your MRC TV video. Do you care if I play that while you're talking to me? Oh, not at all. Okay. No, no, no. I think that's great. Listen to this, folks. The only thing the president is can be guilty of here is being a father. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally, and that is the only evidence that they have brought forward. The president loves his son. The only involvement on the part of the president of the United States was as a loving father. He loves his NBC, son, supports CNN, his son. Look, he's a, he's a loving MSNBC. father. Hunter Biden was CNN. trying to promote an illusion of access to his father for his own reasons. Hunter Biden was selling CNN. the illusion of access. An illusion of some access. The illusion MSNBC. of access. Going forward with an impeachment on the illusion of access. CNN. Hunter may have put his father uh, on the, the phone with any number of different people. It was all casual conversation, niceties, the weather. Yeah, he was Liar. on some phone calls talking about the weather, talking about the weather, exchanging pleasantries. Business was never discussed CNN. during these calls. There were more like pleasantries, even talking about the weather. It was more like niceties about the weather. Niceties, uh, talk about the weather. What's the weather where you're like, how's CNN. the fishing? How are you doing? The weather, how's the weather in Paris? They talked about things like fishing and the weather. The facts don't CNN. lead to Joe Biden. They lead to Hunter Biden. And Hunter Biden is not an elected official. So I think we've heard enough. It's just one after the other. They get the email. They regurgitate it. That's pretty much it, Bill. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, sometimes it doesn't even take the email. Um, some, of the, some of the quotes that you were hearing there were from um, Dan Goldman, the uh, Democratic congressman, who has been very much um, kind of the messaging guy. On, on the whole defense of Joe Biden on any corruption allegations. And whenever he comes out with a new line, a new, a new talking point for all of this, uh, the media will listen to his every word, kind of find the one or two little arguments that he's making and just repeat them as though him saying it makes them established fact. Uh, that's, that's where the, they only talked about the weather stuff came mm-hmm. from. That's where the, uh, the illusion of access line comes from. They, they, they really like Dan Goldman. They, they really do. And, you know, it, it makes people believe you a lot more when you act like you're swatting flies while you yell it in the congressional hall or in, in, the, in the halls of Congress. You know, if you throw your hands around and say, he loves his son, that's all it is. So they're screaming and yelling about it. It's, of course, we all love our sons. But when you say that his laptop is Russian propaganda and then a week later Hunter goes, yeah, that was mine, somebody on a phone call. I mean, how do you at that point continue to take on the role of talking points? Right, exactly, exactly. Because the crime here is not loving his son, but that's <laughs> that's just kind of the best they can do. And and I mean, I think really the discouraging thing is when you see these lines going out, you see the journalists repeating them, and you you write about it or or you try to expose it, and then a few days later, you you maybe overhear a conversation where somebody goes, oh, you know, and they're just prosecuting him because persecuting him because he loves his son. 
And your brain immediately just goes, oh, you know what? I, I don't think this person came up with that on their own. I think that they were, you know, listening to this congressman or this or this journalist or, you know, whatever. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you can sometimes still see the real effect of this. And it's, uh, it's upsetting, but it, it's also kind of <laughs> motivating in and, a way. And funny. Because it, right. It is, yeah, it is. It is. You know, and uh, you know what I wrote? Anytime I see montages like this, my brain goes to the Wizard of Oz where the little green guys in the fuzzy hats are walking. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, this, this is right, what they remind right. me of, a bunch of marching idiots who follow somebody wicked because they're scared. Yeah, no, absolutely. The uh, the word lemming gets batted around a lot for uh, for this kind of behavior. <laughs> it's because it's true. All right, yeah. so, that, well, marching to the same tune also fits in with what I just said. Uh, well, sure. a listener just said they're flying monkeys, whatever. It all works. But um, the the uniformity that they have cannot be unrecognized once you see it because it's blatantly evident that they are all in cahoots and that's why the 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 percentage of people who trust the major media is in the single digits right now absolutely and i i kind of see that as a bit of a success story for the american people right now because Mm -hmm. if you're already painfully aware of what the mainstream media are like then you're not discouraged by very low numbers of showing their people's trust in the media, right? You, you're kind of hoping that those numbers will be low because you already know that the media aren't trustworthy, right? And so you, you'd like for the American people to really recognize that as opposed to fall for the charade. Yeah, well, the people who who, who vehemently hate Trump are digging it right now. They, they watch with bated breath and dripping fangs as they hear how much the media hates Trump as well. They love it. That's why they tune in and they get better ratings on Rachel Maddow and shows like that when he's in alleged trouble because they love to hear it, even if it's a witch hunt. And they know that it is, but they support it. Right, and I, I think that whether or not it is a witch hunt is kind of immaterial to them. They mm-hmm. they really don't care if, if this or that detail or aspect of, of the allegations against him or what is true or false. It's really just, well, you know, we can get him with this. So, mm-hmm. well, know, so it, it, it all comes down to a meme where they, they, they've got the little redhead with the glasses and her mouth wide open. You know the one I'm talking about where she's like, mm-hmm. follow the <laughs> science! And then you say... Boys are boys and girls are girls. Not that science, you know. Right, it's not like, that science. Yeah, yeah, don't don't follow the one I don't like. But it's it's just an entire mockery of what I think Walter Cronkite and the the men of the past, who we used to sit down our dad if we talked during the evening news, we would get backhanded across the room because he wanted to hear what the truth was that was going on with Richard Nixon or whoever else was in office at the time, George. Uh, uh, Gerald Ford, whomever. But if we spoke one word during the evening news, we got in trouble because Daddy wanted to know what was going on in the world. And now I don't know who watches. I can't name anybody who watches a national newscast on television. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not. <laughs> I, it's it's interesting because I I know that they still have ratings. But I, I'm actually not familiar with anybody who, yeah, sits down and watches their their Lester Holt every evening, you know, or their David Muir or what have you. Right. Um, but uh, the the issue with um, with broadcast networks, I think, is that 
they have a lot more of a veneer of impartiality. And ABC and CBS, or sorry, ABC and NBC, at least. CBS kind of trails the pack of the mm-hmm. three. But the first two, they, they get about six to nine or so million viewers per night on these evening newscasts. And Which is nothing. That, it's, it's a lot if you compare it to, say, CNN primetime, though, right? I mean, right. there's CNN has some primetime shows that are <laughs> under, <laughs> under a million 000. views. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah. little. Yeah. 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 It's that, uh, which is always fun to bring up. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's a decent amount of people who still, who still watch these broadcast networks. Who knows to what degree they really put faith or stock in them? But it's, um, Regardless, the veneer of, at least, of, of impartiality is something that I think we at the Media Research Center are very interested in shattering as much as we can, because it's simply, it, it, it is simply an illusion. It is a veneer. It is not real. Yeah, and that's just the broadcast networks. Now, when you move over to cable broadcast news, it's, it's a whole different line of marchers here, because they are completely in lockstep with each other, with the exception of Fox News, who, by the way, has gotten to the point where they're getting a little too liberal for me, and I haven't watched them as much either. But at least they allow both sides to say a few things here, there, and two. The other side is just all left all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that the arrangement with cable is is that it's more because it's kind of an opt-in network, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, they're, They're all... I think slightly more, um, at least passively acknowledging that there is a bit of bias there. Or you know what? At least with with Fox and MSNBC, they will at least be somewhat honest if you if you press them. Like, hey, does your does your network have a political leaning or agenda or mm-hmm. affiliation, whatever you want to call it? Uh, but I think that honestly, what what frustrates people the most about CNN or what frustrates them so much about CNN is that if you were to ask somebody at CNN that they'd say no no we're just a, we're just journalists yeah well don lemon and guys like that just prove that to be so incredibly wrong but you know with with Rupert Murdoch leaving and i have 1 minute left bell do you think fox is going to slide left with this kid taking well, over i i think that they already have been if i'm going to be honest i yeah, mean and you you brought it up little, you yeah, brought it up bit. too and yeah. um yeah, I mean, they, they have been for quite some time. I think part of that is just because the very, the very large corporate nature of, of News Corp and how many, um, how many employees they have, et cetera. The bigger a corporation gets, the more subject to this kind of thing they generally are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, yeah, Rupert, Rupert out, Lachlan in probably means you're going to see the same trend continue, but perhaps at a slightly accelerated rate. And it, it doesn't bring me any joy to say that, but no. that's, that's kind of how I see things. Senior Research Analyst at the Media Research Center, Bill D'Agostino. Where do they go to read more, Bill, or see more, or listen to more? Yeah, please come uh, check out our work at newsbusters.org. It's uh, updated very frequently, multiple times a day. We're constantly watching the media for anything that they're, uh, that they're trying to get past you. And you can also follow me at Twitter, uh, on Twitter at Band Bill. Uh, that's B-A-N-N-E-D underscore Bill. Uh, <laughs> although I'm not banned anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to X. 
All right, Bill, thank, thank you, you so thank much you. for your time. Uh, identical Democrat talking points. We played some for you. There's another two minutes. If you want to listen to it, go to newsbusters.org. Thank you, Bill. Thanks so much. Uh-huh. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You know, 